Yeah. yeah so I just kind of want to dive right in. Um, first, you know, how we got connected in the first place. Because I remember um, your dad messaged me on Instagram. And yeah. I think it was either the day before or the day of your liver transplant. So that was pretty cool. Um, and then he sent me a picture. We kind of stayed connected uh, or updated. He kept me updated throughout. And then um, he sent me a picture after your um, transplant picture of you with your thumb up. That was awesome. But so what in the, what led you to needing um, this liver transplant in the first place? Yes. Firstly, I didn't knew I need I didn't know I needed a transplant firstly so because um I had an acute liver liver failure right yeah like okay. before I was cross I do I was doing crossfit and I was feeling extremely well um actually that year I classified for the nine qualifiers oh wow okay 14 15 yeah yeah so I was feeling great and I was very, very thin, right? So we went to a neurologist and she made a little bit of blood test to see what's go what was going on. Mm -hmm. And my liver numbers were a little bit higher than usual. So then we started looking forward to seeing what's, what was going on. But it was just a little bit. Yeah. It was nothing. She said, oh, don't worry. She's thin because she was doing a lot of exercise. So yeah. I think it's fatty liver numbers are not not a uh, really high so uh, maybe it's good idea for for us to check that later or for us to check that but she was feeling okay so yeah i was feeling great i i was actually training for the qualifiers when we went there so we just forget about it and we continue. yeah so so did you notice a difference while you're competing in crossfit or like on a day-to-day -day basis like what was different no you didn't have any like major symptoms no nothing I was wow good. and yeah. later on um we saw that my numbers were were not going for the better so we went with another doctor and he actually uh, told me i i had autoimmune hepatitis oh and okay Without doing um, whether he never tested, uh -huh. he, just, he just told me that, and we were like, "They never performed the biopsy." My dad was like, "What are you talking yeah. about? She yeah. feels great. She's doing." So he gave me cortisone, mm -hmm. like, and and then we tested again, and my numbers were higher, like, and three wow. three hundred or so, something like that. Mm -hmm. So. So we, we told ourselves basically that this is not the reason why, why this is happening. So we went with another doctor who told me I had... And this was in Guatemala, correct? Guatemala, Where you yes. live. Okay. He told me I had fat, a fatty liver. <sighs> and and I, I was like, what? You're so fit. That makes sense. Yes. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and he told me to start a diet. And... While I was doing the diet, I was feeling exhausted. Like I thought mm -hmm. that would give me a little bit more of energy because maybe I was eating more and for my for my training to be better better. But no, I was feeling tired and tired and and I remember in my birthday I got sick and and for from that on I was just never 
getting back to normal and I was starting to feel like exhausted. Yeah. The thing that in, in, we had a virus going around for that mm -hmm. time. So I never thought it was her liver mm -hmm. because I called the mothers of the, of, uh, the friends and I told them, what, what, what are the symptoms? Oh, they feel tired and okay. So we thought it's okay, the virus going around. We never mm -hmm. thought it was something uh, behind her liver. And another important thing is that we don't have a hepatologist here. We oh wow! Um, uh, Gastroenterologist that oversees the the liver, so we don't have specialized doctors only for liver. Yeah. So yeah. I in training, like everything was going fine, but I was feeling tired, and 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 then we tested again, and my liver numbers were higher and higher and higher, right? But it wow. was. In a really short term, yeah. she was feeling One month. okay, and then suddenly she was not feeling okay. Two weeks before she was training, a little exhausted, exhausted. She was she was very good. It was very quick. Uh, that and is crazy. Yeah, we tested, and my numbers were super high, and my my coding. Another numbers, I don't know. It was very. very <laughs> that's like me. That sounds like me. It's it's weird watching you guys talk and how like roundabout everything was for you guys. It's like watching a mirrored version of ourselves. I know. I know. <laughs> I had to go for like bounce from one person and get a second opinion. It's like exactly how it happened with us too. And I feel like yours is you know a little bit crazier because it happened so quickly. Whereas mine, it happened over a span of like five years. Yeah. So you guys, while your numbers are going up, you're trying to scramble around, trying to figure out what's going on, you know, or what the issue is. So, um, yeah, that's pretty crazy. And so I was reading, or I was looking back at our texts with your dad, or my, uh, our DMs together, and it ended up being Wilson's disease, right? Yeah. Okay. So I was reading a little bit about that. It has to do with copper and stuff like that. So kind of explain that. I'm interested. I haven't done too much research on that. So that's the reason why, while I was doing my diet, I was like basically poisoning myself because the diet I was making was high in copper. And oh. what my liver couldn't stand was the copper. So I was basically eating poison. And oh all healthy food has copper. And in that time, I couldn't eat that, but I didn't know. So her liver was cirrhotic, uh, is it? Cirrhotic? Yeah. The, the copper produces this in the liver. Mm -hmm. and, and what happens with, with Wilson is that your liver processes copper and the excess copper, take, your liver takes that out of your body, but she doesn't have that function functioning well in her body. So her liver started feeling with copper. And it is very common that in teenagers ages 16 or 17 um, present liver acute liver failure because their liver stops working and it's really hard I also, I also read and it's really hard to notice it before unless one of your siblings had it because then you will get tested but it's you you don't notice because your life is like normal until your liver stops functioning because it's full of copper yeah wow. so that basically what happened to, to Kami and, and when you read all the food that is high in copper, it's really good food. It's broccoli, 
eats um, uh, all green potatoes, all green vegetables. So Chocolate. She was avocado, everything. So she was eating really healthy for a yeah. little person. But for her, it was, it was not good. Yeah, it was like toxic, yeah. Wow, that is crazy. So when did you get to the point where you found out it was um, Wilson's? After my transplant. Oh, okay. Yeah. So once they did the pathology report and all that. So they um, had the idea it was Wilson because, because my, my kidneys were... Secreting were like... Uh huh. A lot of mm -hmm. copper. Yeah. And it was a crazy amount of copper. And I was in dialysis because, because of that, because they didn't know where my, when my kidneys were, were just going to stop working because of the copper they were taking out of my body. And um, so, so to diagnose uh, Wilson, of, uh, you like add stuff. For example, ah, if that thing happened, maybe it's Wilson. And you start adding points. So in the hospital, we were in the, in the United States, they had a pretty good idea that it was going to be Wilson. But it was only fully confirmed until they had her DNA tested to see that. And that happened after my transplant. Wow. So maybe you can tell them that the doctor told you that the transplant will happen Okay, so my doctor told me that my I was like physically I was not that bad, but my numbers were just extremely bad. I was feeling very exhausted. So he told me that my trans transplant was gonna happen, knowing what I had or not knowing because mm -hmm. it was just very bad my medically medical state. Mm -hmm. So when you um, or figured, you know, figured out something was wrong with your liver and you were still in Guatemala, who then, um, you know, uh, sent you to the United States to get tested and all that? So how did that come about? My numbers were, were very high and I was starting, uh, my eyes were starting to turn yellow. Yeah. And my skin was... And they they didn't have any clue about what what was her problem. So that's when, especially her mom decided to the the, the needle her going to the U.S. Yes, you know that God always sends you like angels. So mm -hmm. at this doctor here in Guatemala, and he was really honest to tell us, you know, I I'm not sure what's happening. If you have the possibility to take her to the states and uh, do a biopsy just to understand what's happening with her liver. I suggest we do that ASAP. He told me that one Saturday in the morning, I think, mm -hmm. and we flew her that may, that same Saturday, like at 10 p.m. So we had a Saturday to arrange everything because he told us, I cannot hold her in a regular room right now. I will have to send her to the ICU. And if I send her to the ICU, I will not longer authorize her to fly. So, so we move and we were able to fly her, um, fly her to the States and she, she directly entered to the, to the, so we uh, didn't know I needed a transplant, no. right? We just thought they were just going to give me medicine and I was going to be okay. Mm -hmm. I never imagined, you know, and I never, never, never in my life or never <laughs> thought 
she would need a transplant. And yeah. would yeah. be a biopsy and okay, that's the pill she has to take. And, and we okay. thought it, we we just came to the states and they gave us like that this a book with transplant. <laughs> and I was like, we just yeah. laughed. remember we laughed like. What is this? What's happening? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's exactly like my whole story. I mean, because I was doing cross at the same time. And so I was competing, I was doing all of this and, you know, from the outside looking in, I looked totally fine. I felt fine. Um, but I was super fatigued. I was weak. I would have all, all those symptoms, you know, and, and people would never expect, you know, you or I to ever need a liver transplant. And so I think that's, I think that's a huge part of why it's hard to get diagnosed you know, because, um, or during my evaluations, I would go, I went to Houston. I forget the hospital, um, but I went to multiple it, different. It was attached to Baylor. No. Baylor. Was it, was it part of Baylor? I think it was. I think you're right. But multiple different states to get evaluations because mine was living donor, which we can talk about later. Um, but, and they all said, well, you don't have cancer. You're not jaundiced. So we're going to keep you on the deceased list. And so, you know, because I'm able to compete, I'm still able to do CrossFit and things like that. So it's super hard, you know, for I think some people to, you know, just look at the numbers or things like that. Mm -hmm. um, so then that leads me to the MELD score. When you were um, diagnosed or, or listed on the transplant list, um, did you have a MELD score? Did they ever tell you what that was? Yes. I guess for you, it may have been PELD since you're pediatric. Uh -huh. Like where to put you in the transplant list? Yes, yes. So I was in the one A. I think it's the. Yes, he was uh, under the the risk of death. Mm -hmm. So they put in the top of the list. So it's high. For the first liver, because I, I we understand there was like seventeen thousand people waiting for a liver mm -hmm. in the U.S. Mm -hmm. at that time, but yeah. she was a teenager and she was in a in the high risk of death. So they decided to put it, put her in, the, in this place, right? Wow. We were with, then again, angels, you know. She, uh, I remember the doctor, it was, again, I think it was a Saturday, and mm -hmm. the doctor came and he told us, we're taking her back again to the ICU. Uh, I'm going to put her back again to the list because she was in the list when we arrived in the US. Then they, they took her off, then she was on again. And I think two days after putting her back in the list, mm -hmm. I received a call. You know, that's the call you don't want to receive, but you want to receive. So it's like... <laughs> Mixed emotions. <laughs> yeah. So we were like really blessed. She, she, to be honest, she, everything happened so fast mm -hmm. that I also helped her fast getting better, you know, because she did not suffer for a long time. She was uh, under dialysis, uh, Waiting 24 for hours yeah. because wow. the kidneys were couldn't function. The risk of uh, of failure, total failure. You will have to excuse my English; not very good. I hope you understand. But okay. I might mention some of the angels, and I would like to tell that you, are, both of you, are those angels because uh -huh. told me your story. Uh, I found this story of, uh, like um, a courage, uh, love, and 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 faith. So I, I, I said, this is for Cami. She has to know this. So we talk about it. And then I decided to contact you, Sydney, and you very kind answered mm -hmm. me. 
So, You're gonna make me cry. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Directly contacted Cami. Uh, I remember I was uh, on dialysis when my dad told me about you, and I was like, oh "My God, that's great!" As someone like you were like the example I want to follow, you know. And and then later after my transplant, he when I was, I think I didn't. I the first thing I I thought was like. Can I eat already? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, then he showed me your chat with him. And I was like, like so happy. And for that moment, I just told myself, okay, I need to do the same as, as and go to CrossFit again and start training and be yeah. a better. That was exactly what she needed in that moment. Yeah. That's awesome. That's incredible. That's, that's you have some incredible parents. You really do. Um, we thank you forever. <laughs> we're really, we we're really thankful, thankful with a lot of people. You know, we yeah. we, we are really blessed. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's nothing like this experience to kind of put life in perspective a little bit. You know, things move kind of fast, and you kind of slow down, and you know, be grateful for what you do have. And by the way, your English is great. Yeah, <laughs> your English is better than mine. My Spanish. So, <laughs> Camille has always been a excellent person before everything happened. You know, she's always been a good friend, a good daughter, a good sister. To be honest, and it's not because she's my daughter, but after <laughs> all this, she's an awesome person. You know? Yes, yeah. It really puts things in perspective, like Tommy said, and um, makes your motivation even that much, you know, stronger. So, um, so you had your transplant. How long, uh, was that or how many hours? Like how many hours? Uh, it was, uh, eight, eight hours. Yeah, it was like six or eight or something okay. like that. It started like at 4 a.m. and it finished like at 10. Mm -hmm. Wow. Wow. Um, so, Cami, due to the CrossFit training, I think CrossFit gave her the strength and the mind. Yeah, and and I, I, I agree. Same of you, right? Yes. Uh, the doctors were very, very impressive because when she entered into the hospital for the first time, she has the, these uh, clinics of a dying person and she was walking around. And, and they, they, they thought she needed a, a a wheelchair. Walker. <laughs> wheelchair. Yeah. Yeah. And her mind was always strong. And yes. I think CrossFit gives you this. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I 100% agree. Um, yeah. I mean, I did CrossFit before and you did too, right? So that's pretty rare to find someone who had a liver transplant as well and doing CrossFit. <laughs> but um, yeah, it just helps with that motivation and that, you know, determination. Like, you know, you know, you can do anything if you set your mind like to it. Like, you push yourself, you know? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so after you... Go ahead. Sorry. I remember, just a parenthesis, um, before the transplant, the doctor asked Camila what sport she, 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 she does. And she explained about CrossFit. He, he didn't have any idea. And, and he asked her, how many pull-ups can you do in a row? <laughs> And she said, 30. And then, what? 30? That's impossible. <laughs> and recently, she, after the transplant, she competed in um, Guadalajara. Yeah, that's, that's right. Awesome. That's right. Yeah. And she did the, th the 30 
full of in the in a row. So we have to send the doctor mm -hmm. this uh, this video <laughs> and after the transplant. Yeah, that is awesome. Um, so pre-transplant, were you on any medication? Uh, previously. Yeah. So before your transplant, were you on any? No. Okay. So not till after I they. I um, steroids before, but uh -huh. when they told me it was body liver, they just stopped medication. Okay. Are you on any now? Yes, I okay. am. No, I don't know. Right now. Mm -hmm. huh. just taking yes, I just take tacrolimus and yeah. magnesium. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I take way more than that. <laughs> that's awesome. So tacro, that's just the main anti-rejection one. Um, and then magnesium, just a supplement. That's, that's great. So do you take that morning and night? Yes, uh, magnesium just at morning and just acrolimus at night. Wow. Were you on more right after surgery and then it slowly went down? Yes. Or, okay. I was in lots of medication after my transplant and they, they were just good. Uh -huh. getting. I remember uh -huh. they scheduled a whole appointment just to explain to us how we can uh, arrange the medicines for, for uh, yes. being in the hospital. She took a lot of pills after leaving the hospital. Yes, a lot. But the good thing of Wilson disease, in my case, is that once they do a liver transplant, I don't no longer have that have that disease. I'm just a carrier. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I can eat right now all the copper I want, and it will. Go. <laughs> yeah, I don't have that issue anymore. That's awesome. Yeah, I think that's the difference between you know different liver diseases, whereas mine is autoimmune. So there's always that chance that it could attack this new liver, right? So I'm always on all these, I'm on three different anti-rejection medications, steroids, um, because it's autoimmune. Whereas yours, you know, once it's done, it's done. And, um, or once you get that new liver, um, this might be, and you don't have to answer this if you don't want to, but do you know anything about your donor? Actually, we wanted to know, we sent a letter, but it's all, if they want to meet us or mm -hmm. yeah 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 so right now we don't know anything we just know it was a young healthy liver yeah that's awesome that's all you can ask for <laughs> yeah and i we it couldn't have gone to a better person clearly they're very grateful and you're taking good incredible. care of it that's for sure and he's i don't know if it's his or her family and the person who donate her liver uh, it's always every night in our prayers. Yes, for sure. That's awesome. Yeah. That's so good. Um, so what was your, you know, recovery like right after your transplant? Yeah, so I was like, um, always step by step, we're like, mm -hmm. but like a steady pace, you know, always going, mm -hmm. looking forward to, to, to achieving new things every day, but Actually, this is something I want to tell you. Remember the okay. So my doctor back in that moment, he told me that my recovery process was going to be like an airplane reaching its 30,000 feet of height. Yeah. So, so he told me what's going to be, there could be ups and downs, but once you reach there, you're just going to stay there. Yeah. So I was always focusing in in getting better and and I started just well in the hospital it was ten days and the ICU, right? 
Well, just, 10 days at the hospital, sorry. That's like me, yep, exactly 10 days. Days, and uh, like three days later of, the, of my transplant in the, in the ICU. And then I went uh, to the normal rooms and, and then just wait, lots of medication classes. Mm-hmm. And then yeah. we, started, we stayed in Houston for three months because oh wow okay and we had a little apartment there which had a gym like community gym mm-hmm. started just walking eating resting you told me that i remember yep yep i remember yeah we were um and so we were in madison wisconsin we were there for a month after surgery but we were in a hotel so <laughs> it's a little bit different um, we definitely got stir crazy for that month, but, um, yeah, a lot of our, stairs. yeah, a lot, a lot of, of stepping the stairs, going up and down. Um, we used the hotel gym quite a bit. Oh, um, well, I don't think we ever, I ever got in because of my incision. Did you yeah, get in? Uh, I did. I think so at the in tail end of the month. Um, but yeah, so that was definitely a process for me, at least, you know, knowing you had this huge surgery and then with our mindset, you're probably the same one to get back in the gym as soon as possible. <laughs> appointments were like, where can, when can I run? Where, when can I do double under? Yeah. So, yeah. so yes, I started walking, then running. And after three months, they gave me that I can do whatever I want. Of course, I can start like from zero pounds to 100. But I started I started um, progressing little by little, little, and after six months, I could do everything. Basically, yeah. it's, it's kind of crazy how fast it comes back. It right? really is. Like, that was my your first thought. Your body remembers everything. So yeah, exactly. Your body remembers. It's the best way. It's to that muscle it. memory. The muscle memory. And I have one story. Uh, she was. Uh, she had the operation. The day after the operation, I went in the morning to the hospital. And she was sitting in the chair and it was one day after the operation. And I, why are you sitting down in the chair? Because I want all the doctors to see me sitting down because they told her that they will be, they will be checking her how she's evolving and then they will determine when she can go to the regular room. So she was pushing herself, herself to start walking, to sit down, to do that stuff as quickly as possible because she wanted to go down to the regular room. Yeah. I was the same way. I wanted, I wanted out of the hospital. Yes. When they came in, I, I knew that because they'd come in and evaluate me the same way. And I was like, okay, this time I'm going to stand up right when they get in just to shake them in the hand, look them in the eye, <laughs> act like I'm okay. And it worked. Let me go that <laughs> just sitting down like, like they came, they came at seven in the morning all day so i was like here like this and <laughs> <laughs> you sound just like him you really do that is hilarious the day after i think it was the fourth day she stand up and in that precise moment it entered the the, the doctor that operated her and, she, and he said i remember i did a, a liver transplant four days ago and this this kid is already stand up <laughs> yeah <laughs> they're probably amazed that's yeah. incredible. That's incredible. But like I told you that she did not suffer before. So her her recuperation was really fast because yeah. everything happened so fast. So I think that's something that because when we went to checkups, we saw like different stories. And I was telling Kami, you know, this girl, we saw, remember a girl and she 
had still like uh, oxygen and stuff like that. And I told her, you know, she was waiting a lot of time for a liver. So that consumes your body then. Yeah. So in her case, she was really blessed that everything, in a way, you know, that everything happened so, so quickly that mm-hmm. she was too strong when it was time to get recovered. Yeah. And I think it also goes to show just how, you know, CrossFit has helped both of us, you know, before staying healthy before and then being able to recover that much faster, you know, than, than the average person. So, um, and, and it was great for us, um, right after surgery because, or when they said, you know, you can, you can start to do anything you want you can go back to CrossFit, lift weights, do all that. And, um, it was just a great thing to set goals, you know, like I know I could do this before and this is my goal to get there after, you know, and for us, I think we're, or at least me, I was like, I was stronger after surgery because I was so sick going into it. And so it's a great thing to set goals and have motivation, you know, to recover that much quicker. So it really is incredible how much, you know, it, it's impacted our lives. Sure, for sure. Yes. And actually now I feel stronger than I was before because I was leaving with a little bit less energy than now because I didn't yeah. know I was sick in the moment. Yeah. And now I just feel so energized. Okay? Yeah, that's awesome. That's really good. Do you have anything else? Um, I did... What was I going to talk about? I had a question. Let's see. What, oh, what co- competitions have you done since surgery or since okay. recovery? So I actually classified again for last year in October. I classified for this year's qualifiers. Online okay. qualifiers. So I did that and, and Guadalupe. That's nice. so good. That's awesome. That's uh, do you have any siblings? Yes. I think I've seen some in pictures. I have two more, um, one of 14, 15, 15. <laughs> the other one has 13, 12, almost. Do they do CrossFit? The little one, she, awesome. she's very good. And uh, the one of the dances ballet. The middle one, yeah. She's Ooh, ballet, that's tough. Yeah. Do, do you both do CrossFit? Yes. Yeah. But I yeah. do a mom's version. <laughs> you sound like our mom. You really do. In so many ways, you sound like our mom. She does what she wants. That's what My true. dad, actually, he, he convinced, convinced me to start CrossFit. That's how we started. That's how we started. Yeah. Tommy and my dad um, both started before any of us. Um, my whole family does it. I have a sister and then a little brother. Um, and so, of course, they wouldn't stop talking about it. So we finally went to try class and... Ever since then, we love it. Yeah. And her, her sisters are also uh, Wilson carriers. We all are. Okay. We are all carriers. Okay. So my husband has Wilson disease. My, my kids could have it, you know. But if he doesn't, my kids were, were just going to be carriers. Some of them. Okay. So, how does, so why did it affect you so much rather than your family members? My mom is a carrier and my dad is a carrier. Okay. They like her 50% and his 50% created as 100% on me. Okay. But in my sister, one, the middle one has the gene of my mom and the, and the little one, the one of my dad. So they are just 50%. But they're not going to uh, create the disease because they're wow. not 100%. Okay. Interesting. Yeah, that is interesting. 
were worried about the, the other two because they, they, they had a, a lot of possibility to develop the, the Wilson disease, but fortunately they, they don't. Can it affect other organs or mainly just the liver? In my case, it was just getting to the liver, but in other cases of Wilson disease, it can go to your head or yeah, or some sometimes they have a little ring on their eye on their eyes, but in my case was just my, was just my liver. Wow. Yeah. That's we didn't know we had this. Yeah. <laughs> we didn't. <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> Before we married. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I think, think that's, that's it. it. Do you have anything else you want to add or say? Because I'm telling you, after listening to you, I am very inspired. Yeah, I'm. This I, is well, actually, you inspired me. Yeah. Oh, thank you. And <laughs> thanks for being our first Zoom call. Yeah, you're, you're our first guest, so this is exciting. <laughs> As I told well, you, we are very thank, thank, thankful okay. with you because all, uh, all of your, your courage and your love story with, between brothers is amazing. Yeah. We really admire you guys. Really? Thank you. I admire you and I'm so inspired. And I just want you to keep, you know, putting your story out there because I think it'll help a lot of people for sure. And, and from my side, it's telling you that we all learn to live day by day. It's yeah. really hard not to like make a thousand plans and to understand that we have to get the most, most out of the day we're living. For, for me, it was really hard. It's not been an easy ride for, for a mother, uh, but I'm really blessed. I'm really, uh, you know, God is, is guiding us, and yeah. I think He's the center of our life. Yeah. And uh, all the best for you two guys, also. And mm -hmm. thank you for inspiring Kami, and also thank you for all the people that have supported us that have um, prayed for us, the doctors, we, we've been really blessed, yeah, mm -hmm. honestly. That's an amazing perspective. That's You guys that's are incredible. so amazing. I'm seriously so inspired. And um, I'll be praying for you guys, and I hope to talk to you again soon. Maybe someday, someday in the future, we can meet in person. Um, <laughs> it's good to see you guys face-to-face, -face, so this is good. Um, and it's so nice to meet you guys. Keep on doing what you're doing. Seriously, you're going to motivate so many people. Just keep putting your story out there, and um, it really does inspire others. So, Thank, Thank you, you guys. guys so much. Have a great one. Bye. Bye.